Quick Rants, Episode 10, Mafia 3, Almost Epic. Occasionally, a video game is released that forever alters our future expectations for the genre. It will combine effective, challenging, entertaining gameplay, first-rate voice acting, compelling characters, and a story that is so powerful that it forces the gamer to undergo a self-examination of their own moral values and question how they would react if placed in the same scenario. That game is not Mafia 3. It was The Last of Us, which you should absolutely play, and if you haven't, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't own a PlayStation? Buy a PS4 just to play that game. It's that damn good. Mafia 3 is a tale of being almost epic. The prologue and conclusion are powerful, and they hook the player. It very nearly triggers the aforementioned self-examination of your own morality. This game unabashedly portrays the racial hatred and ignorant prejudice that dominated the American South and North and East and West in the late 1960s and still does today. The game manages to make a not-so-subtle statement about our justice system in that the in-game police respond very quickly to reports of crime in affluent white areas of New Bordeaux but can barely be bothered to check things in New Bordeaux's predominantly black areas. I'm not saying that the game is accurate or correct or making a judgment on that, but it definitely makes the statement that possibly, in the game designer's opinion, that the police respond differently with different speeds depending on what neighborhood the crime is committed in. Liberal talking points regarding wealth distribution, the inequality of the social, economic, political, and justice systems in America are littered throughout the game on radio broadcast and in character speeches. The game even manages to humanize the crime lords Lincoln Clay interacts with throughout the game. Further, the soundtrack is, is first rate. It is a tour de force of epic, powerful 1960s music. You don't have a bad song in the mix it is, it is hit after hit after hit, and it sets the mood correctly for being in 1968 New Orleans, or as the game calls it, New Bordeaux. Mafia 3 also hits a home run by using a, a fake documentary style with interviews from key players in Lincoln's life to provide the exposition needed to develop the backstory and advance the main story. It's brilliant. The voice acting within this flashback documentary is as good as it gets. It's professional, almost movie quality. Uh, the writing is, is, is first rate, and the animation quality in the cutscenes is excellent, if not groundbreaking. This is one of those things where as you're playing through this game, in between missions or as the story needs to advance or as you need backstory to, to, to know what's going on in Lincoln's life and why he's acting the way he is or to fill in the gaps as to what's going on, the game, the game shows you almost a, a Netflix-style or uh, a documentary-style flashback into the events of Lincoln Clay and his attack on the New Bordeaux mob. Um, it, it's a brilliant way of getting that exposition across, and it's a brilliant way of advancing the story and, and having cutscenes that matter. Um, the introduction and conclusion of this game, as I said before, is as powerful as it gets for a video game. It's right up there. It manages to bond you to Lincoln Clay, instantly within that prologue very quickly so that you understand what his motivation is and it introduces his two most important sidekicks, Father James 
which is the priest that raised him as a child where he grew up as, a, as an orphan, and Donovan, his buddy from the military, from the CIA, from his time in Vietnam. Each of them represent opposite sides of Lincoln's psyche. It's the better and worse angels of his nature, so to speak. These, these characters are introduced early, and, and quite immediately, you tend to understand why Lincoln is acting the way he is. In, in the prologue of this game, the game hits an absolute home run. Where this game fails, and what prevents this game from being a 10 and turns it into a 7.5, is that everything between the first 3 to 5 hours of the game and the final 2, about 20 to 25 hours, is complete rinse and repeat repetitive shit. Mafia 3, quickly, at about warp 9, goes from being a pure joy to play to a chore worse than cleaning out a hoarder's house by yourself. Right at about the moment when, when you are thinking that this game is the payoff for playing through mediocre shit fests such as Watch Dogs or Dying Light, the awesome that is the beginning of Mafia 3 is replaced with a douche milkshake that you will have to drink 37 times. The essential idea of how to bring down mob boss Sal Marcono is that you will go through Sal Marcano, is that you will go through each of New Bordeaux's districts one by one, taking over the rackets in each, thus removing Marcano's revenue stream while simultaneously killing his lackeys and reducing his manpower. It makes sense, kind of, on paper. There are two problems with this. The first is that Sal just waits for you to take over each district, always assuming the district you are subverting will stop you on its own. This is fucking stupid. This is as if Rhode Island were to secede from the Union and attack Delaware. And the president said, I am sure Delaware can handle this on their own and let the Delaware National Guard fight the battle. And then, after Rhode Island wins, sit back and watch Rhode Della Island conquer Connecticut and the rest of the Union state by goddamn state. No, that would never happen. Once Lincoln Clay took over the first district, Marcano and the Italian mob would have used every resource at their disposal to end Lincoln's life immediately. They would not have sat around and waited and said, let's let him take us down inch by inch, district by district, to the point that they had nothing left for his final assault. They would have marshaled all of their resources to take him out at the beginning. The second issue with this game structure vehicle is... It is the same thing in each district. Every district you go through in New Bordeaux, as you clear it or take it over, you meet with two contacts, one for each racket being run in that district. They tell you how to bring down the prostitution ring or the heroin operation or the weed smuggling operation. Then you go kill the enforcers or damage the production venues. Once you do, that, once you do a set amount of damage, a kingpin shows himself. Once you kill both kingpins... You can then kill the Mafia captain for the district and claim it as yours. This is fun once, maybe twice. By the third time, you feel like a kid who has to clean his room before he can get ice cream. Except, until you get to the conclusion of the game, the ice cream is scarce. Mafia 3 also has problems with gameplay. While parts of the game are excellent and well-conceived, such as the driving experience or the stealth mode and basic combat controls, other aspects are so poor that they borderline break the game. One of the features is whistling. So you need to get past those seven guys guarding the gate? Then crouch literally one foot to the side of the gate, as long as you're out of a direct line of sight, and whistle. One of the seven guys will come investigate the whistle, just one, and he advances as clueless as Deputy Dewey in Scream, allowing you to silently stab him in the neck and drop the body. 
repeat this six more times because these dumb shits will walk away one by one, never wondering why their earlier comrades never returned. Must be a hottie or something over there to look at. Not only that, at the sight of four dead friends on the ground, they will just drop to the ground to check on them rather than look for you, even though they know their buddy just walked away 30 seconds ago and is now dead with three other friends. As long as you don't happen to be seen by anybody and you remain crouching behind a box or a telephone pole, these guys will just walk around cluelessly, even though they know that Lincoln Clay has been killing uh, and taking over mafia rackets one by one now for a while, they never catch on. As long as you stay out of sight, you can repeat this, this method to, cure, to, to, to get through each and every mission. Another problem is the sniper rifle. Many missions can be completely beaten while sniping from behind cover a thousand feet away. If you somehow miraculously happen to get damaged by a counter sniper, or maybe you just get a little bit too close, just retreat 50 feet and call the arms dealer to restock and go murder kill some more shitbags. Because somehow, the wireless earpiece that Lincoln wears functions as a cell phone. Because wiretapping. How fucking dumb do you think we are? This just makes no damn sense. Somehow, what Lincoln has in his ear is a, is a cell phone. This allows him to call the arms dealer at will or to call a replacement car or to call a concierge to take his money. It would be one thing if Lincoln was literally using a two-way radio or a CB or some other frequency. But no, Lincoln essentially is wearing a, an earpiece in his ear, a la our Bluetooth earpieces of today, and is just contacting people that he needs to whenever he needs to. How this game mechanic should work is Lincoln has to find a cell, a, a payphone. And if Lincoln can't find a payphone, then he's just shit out of luck. Mafia 3 fails in one more place. It becomes convoluted. The ethical message that at times is this game's strongest point gets mixed up throughout the game. Warning, there are major spoilers coming. So go ahead and skip forward a few right about now, 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 now. Okay, so Sal Marcano kills Lincoln's surrogate mob boss father, Sammy, and his brother, whose name I don't remember, which tells you how unimportant to the story this guy actually is. Uh, his brother had served as Sammy's muscle. For some reason, Father James, a priest, is also just chilling out with Sammy. Maybe it's because Sammy donated food to the father's soup kitchen, or maybe it's just because the game needs Father James to be there at all times to be Lincoln's better angel of his nature. Uh, because certainly it doesn't seem to me that very many priests of the cloth happen to hang out with uh, mafia crime lords. At any rate, the game is trying to humanize Sammy, and it's portraying him as a caring father to Lincoln, and that he's just trying to provide for his adopted family. All of his criminal exploits are just to try to provide a better life for him and the people that he cares about. He's really this, this caring, kind human being. Bullshit. Sammy is a mafia crime lord. He does horrible things and illegal things, and the, the result of these illegal rackets he's running wreck lives. Yeah, he's a human being, but he is a crime lord. Let's not go down the ends, justify the means path with this. Sammy allegedly fears for Lincoln's safety, yet he sends him on a mission for Marcano and is actually the reason Lincoln becomes enveloped in a life of organized crime. Father of the year right there. I mean, that, that is great 100% epic dad material right there. Way to go, Sammy. You sent your son into the mob. Later on in the game, 
the game attempts to humanize Sal Marcano. At the end, Sal gives a heartbreaking speech about nightmares he's been having about his brother's death and, more touchingly, his son Georgie. Georgie, the sociopath who shot Lincoln in the head and murdered Lincoln's adoptive family while burning down the bar. Sal says that he's put a lot of people into the cold ground, but he never wanted to see Georgie go into that cold ground. Did I say this was heartbreaking? Screw that shit. Sal chose to become a fucking crime lord, and he made his money from trading slaves, sex, heroin sales, and other numerous illicit means. He brags in this scene about how many people he's ordered killed and have died at his hand so that he can make money. Sal is human garbage, and Georgie was a sociopath. You cannot humanize these monsters. That's like trying to humanize Bundy or humanize Dahmer. Sal is garbage, and so is Georgie. This goes for Lincoln as well. If Lincoln was just in this game on a rampage to take down the Marcano crime family, then you could almost say he's redeemable. But he isn't just on a rampage for vengeance. He's on a quest to become a crime lord himself. He keeps all of Sal's rackets going. That heroin racket, he keeps it going, puts the money in his own pocket. The sex trade, that stays going, puts money in his own pocket. Stolen goods being... um being used to commit insurance fraud for the value, that keeps going. The weed operation, he's going to use that to make more money. He keeps all of it intact except the slave trade. At the end of the game, he even hints at his, his duplicitous motivations, saying that if he happens to give up power, there's always going to be another Sal Marcano, so why not have it be Lincoln Clay? The problem is what the game is trying to tell you becomes unclear. On one hand, you have Father James, who's trying to get Lincoln out of the racket the whole time. And he's telling you that Lincoln is a bad guy doing horrible things. Father James' position is very clear. On the other hand, the game spends 30 hours of gameplay constantly trying to humanize crime lords who are running human and sex trafficking rings and murdering anyone who gets in their way. And not just in a way that says, hey, this asshole is a person as well, but in a way that says, in a different set of circumstances, you could be this guy. Bullshit. Not everyone can just be okay ruining someone's life by pushing heroin or running a brothel with drugged out hookers chained to a bed. It takes a special kind of human feces to do that. For me personally, the game is unsure what message it wants to send. But maybe that is by design as well. Being morally ambiguous allows each player to take from the game what it will, and maybe what the game is really trying to say is that good people are one step away from being murderous, drug-pushing flesh traders. I don't know. I know that what I am trying to say here is not that just because someone committed a crime or they spent some time in jail or they've made a bad decision makes them a bad person who's irredeemable. That's not true. There are certainly people who have made mistakes in life, taken one bad action, and ultimately have redeeming qualities and, and, and are not horrible, monstrous examples of humanity. But in this case, in this game, you have unrepentant criminal mafia overlords who are bragging about killing and murdering mil- hundreds of people and and who are running multiple rackets that are wrecking and ruining lives and destroying a city, and they're bragging at the end of the game that they are unrepentant and wouldn't do anything any different, all in the pursuit of money. So on one hand, the game is trying to say, to tell you what Father James is saying is that Lincoln is redeemable. On the other hand, the game is trying to tell you that... 
being a crime lord is just another profession and that ethics can be set aside for money. Or maybe I'm just reading way too much into a video game story. Mafia 3, in conclusion, is a step away from being great. Had the designers put the thought and effort they did into the introduction and conclusion into the middle parts of this game and eliminated about 15 hours of gameplay, fixed some of the obviously weak gameplay, this could have been a tour de force. I know I spent much of this rant hating this game, but it really was incredibly fun to play at times, but a game that started and ended epically spent about 20 hours of being a chore, where at the end you were just saying, enough already, please be over. Mafia 3 is as good as it gets from a story and voice acting perspective, but it is kept from being a once-in-a-generation great game by repetitive and somewhat broken gameplay. And seriously, Donovan is a crazy sick fuck. Make sure to watch through the end credits for that gem of a cutscene. I hope we get some DLC to play that adventure out. I'm Scott Kennison. This has been a Quick Rant, a raving lunatic media production. Thank you for listening.